So a quick hello when we get to go. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chris Green. Oh, thank you, Jason. We talked about this intro for about two years ago. As you said, it's the most telegraphed kind of um, introduction I think we've ever had. <laughs> it is, yeah, and it was rubbish, and I didn't live up to expectations, and I do apologize. Oh, I, I was you could have you could have fooled me. I thought you were right to script there. You should have just said that was the that was it. Right, yeah, well, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, love to, love to have written a proper song, but I know, I think it's Ian Anderson Gray writes a different song for every guest. Um, don't know how he does it, and I wouldn't have managed to write 180 different songs. Wow. Welcome, anyway. Um, yeah. We're going to start Thank off with you. your you answer, because you've got the commonest name in the entire universe, which is why it rhymes with everything, or is it because it rhymes with everything that it's common, or is it just bad luck? I think maybe a mix of all three, to be honest. Right. Okay. Chris Green, I was looking it up and I was thinking like, um, I just wrote an article for Search Engine Journal about how to get a knowledge panel for your name, for yourself. And obviously with a name like Chris Green, one of the big problems Google has is the amount of noise around the name with different entities, none of which are clear. Um, and also other famous people with the same name who kind of, you know, it's not more rank, interesting than me. Mm, oh, it depends what you do. <laughs> if you're an SEO professional and you want to know how to be better and further your career in SEO, you're much more interesting than the Chris Greens we're going to see in a moment. So if we can put that screen up. In the UK, we've got a cricketer and – oh, no, sorry. First of all, ooh, it was the commonest names, a 1,000. I was looking at LinkedIn, at least a 1,000, and I suspect they've cut that off because they don't want to have a number bigger than 100 or maybe they only <laughs> no, I've been figures. I think you've been truncated. And for me, it's only 290. But even so, it does give you an idea of how ambiguous names are, because Jason Barnard isn't particularly, um, what's the word, ambiguous. Although there aren't 290. I've just noticed a lot of them aren't actually Jason Barnards at all, so that was a rubbish example. On to the next one. Let's forget about that. It was a terrible, terrible example. I should have looked at it before I put it on screen. Chris Green, the trick cricketer, and Chris Green, the um, parliamentarian. And the problem there is even if Google does get to understand you and it does create a knowledge panel for you, people will tend not mm. to see it because of the famous people. And that's less to do with the famousness, but the probability that people are looking for them and not you. And yeah. so a lot of people ask me, yeah, should I just give up? And the answer is no. You should tr still try to trigger that knowledge panel because what people then do is immediately if we show the next screen, if I was looking for you and I saw that, I would just go Chris Green SEO. And there you've nailed it. Your brand set for your name plus a qualifier word, which somebody would naturally put in if they were looking for you, is you've got you skipping there. We were talking about that earlier on. But your site's number yeah. one. You, you, your LinkedIn profile's number three. You're dominating within your niche or within your industry, which is probably the important thing from a professional point of view. What do you think? Um, I mean, I share the name with some people that do some interesting and varied things. So the less ambiguity, the better. So it's um, it kind of like I, uh, five or six years ago, I quite, uh, likened it to a bit like pushing water up a hill, um, especially when I went mm -hmm. to Brighton SEO and went to pick up my pass and found that the other Chris Green, who also works in the same industry, had nicked my pass. And it's kind of like, oh, so <laughs> my name's common even within my niche. So I'm All quite right. happy to see that within the sphere of SEO, within our little cottage industry, we, we, you know, I'm there. Well, I, I, Anton's just said that Chris should change his name to Jason. Jason Green would definitely be 
less common than Chris Green. But even within the SEO industry, there are two other Jason Barnards in the SEO industry. So I oh, think there okay. are probably a lot more Chris Greens in the SEO industry than you perhaps. Do they imagine. wear red shirt, spiffing red shirts, though? That's the only way I could distinguish myself. There we go. That and and being, some sort of visual being a kind senior of... SEO, which is what we're going to learn about today. <laughs> yes. Now, this topic, I was kind of intrigued by it because I, I think my immediate reaction was, oh, I'm not very interested simply because I don't really have a career in the sense that I'm not working for a company. <laughs> but that's not what yeah. you mean, is it? It, it's how, how do you actually get to become a respected? I mean, you said senior, but it's respected senior. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that, that assumes that respected or being senior always comes with respect, which that might be right, a controversial okay. statement, maybe but they don't always come. I mean, in terms of, I mean, the, the way that I kind of liken it is, and actually it's the, to get better and to do, to be, to have a senior role within an SEO. I mean, I, my context, my background mostly is agency side, but it's, um, hmm. It's actually the kind of the skills that you need for that bit, um, which aren't necessarily, I think, the skills that the SEO sort of industry recognizes or values really highly. As I mean, as a lot of it's kind of soft skills and those wow. other kind of facets or elements. So it's it's actually the experience that you have working with people, working with different setups, being able to understand the parameters that you've got to work within. And it's not necessarily just you know, am I good with SEO tool A or B or C, or can I? you know, code in another language or another three languages as well. It's, it's, it's kind of that degree of, well, from what I've seen in agencies, the right. seniors are senior because of their ability um, to to read and understand what's going on rather than well, just so we, deep, we, we, deep knowledge. I mean, we, are, we can immediately kind of distinguish between kind of agency work and um, being an independent oh, yes. contractor. As an independent contractor, you need to prove knowledge and understanding of SEO, and people will ask you questions. You need to be able to answer them on specific issues within SEO, whereas within mm -hmm. an agency, if you want to move to the top of the pile, as it were, you need the soft skills. You need to be able to manage other people, uh, and the, you don't need such in-depth knowledge, or is that an unfair assessment? Um, I think there's, this is kind of an um, element within the space where people think you need to know everything like off the top of your head. Um, I think there are some contexts where that's really useful. Um, but, you know, we have Google, we have the Internet, we can ask other people and those kind of problems that need solving with deep knowledge, you can kind of go away and solve. Whereas actually in the moment when you're establishing a strategy or where you're communicating something advanced or complicated to a senior stakeholder, they're just different skill sets. So like I've, I've done the super technical bit. I'm still super technical in a lot of different kind of ways, but I'm less worried about what I don't know now than I used to be. And it's kind of like, well, I know I can learn it. I can pick it up, you know? So I think having the knowledge is, is there, but um, uh, I think, yeah, it's just a case of, I need to learn more about X, Y, or Z skills. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're the bet you're a more senior kind of SEO, I guess, in that sense. That's how I sort of like right. to think of it, especially in an agency, because you'll have team members, you'll have people that can go away and do the digging for you if needs be. And that's where you delegate and you have um, different kind of skill sets within a team as well. Right, but because um, I mean, I've got no experience in agencies at all. I've got no idea how it works. Basically, you turn up in the agency because you've got some knowledge of SEO. They take you on as a junior SEO, and how you move up to that senior position is what you, you start off by saying. Right, well, I need to learn all about technical SEO or about content SEO. Yeah. Well, you with so my or first generalize. Sorry. 
my first year as an agency SEO, I, I audited so many websites and it was like, oh, here's a new guy. He can do all the audits because actually audits are kind of a safe space for a junior to work in, presumably that you've got someone checking the working later on. So it's kind of like, mm. here is here it is. If you don't understand it, read up about it. If you don't understand, then then ask about it. And, and you kind of spend a lot of time actually in it and doing it. And you're slow. It's frustrating. You may get half the stuff wrong, but you're learning that entire time. Um, I still remember some of the like achingly sort of stupid questions asked about robots, TXT, and other sort of fairly what I'd call fundamental things. I can remember them. It's over well over ten years ago now, but I can remember asking them. But you have to learn, right? That's how you do it. Same with um, keyword research. The amount of keyword research that I did in that first year just kind of you're going out there collecting like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of keywords, dumping them in a spreadsheet, and then someone saying, "That's great, but what are you going to do with that?" And the answer cannot be, I'm going to ask the client to decide. It, and it's those kinds of, you do that and you repeat it and, and gradually they then let you in front of the clients. Because broadly speaking, it's that how good are you with the client? How good are you within the larger clients? And, uh, you know, how confidently can you dictate strategy or tell people that they're wrong or negotiate with developers and those kind of skills? They're, they're the bits that most people don't tend to have straight off the bat. Certainly not not if a junior is young anyway. If, you, if you're coming in, from another industry, you might have great skills like that. You might have been a, you know, a scrum master in a web in a dev agency. In which case, perfect. That's a, you know, you're already really far ahead in that particular bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I it's just that that menial task. Those here's two days worth of work. Get your head down, go do it. Check back in with me. Kind of. I mean, so kind of the, the lesson there that I'm hearing is that as a as a an SEO, whether you I mean you start off junior, even as a as a as an independent like myself, you have to go through all of that incredibly dull work of doing the audits, getting it wrong. And the advantage, I mean, from yeah. my perspective, looking at it, is it, within an agency, you can ask the senior people and you can ask them and Absolutely. say, can you explain this to me? Yeah. Which which comes the, the back to the idea, as a senior SEO in an agency, you need to be able to explain to people without saying, you're really stupid. Yeah. And and um, it's we're, we're going to get to it at some point. It's avoiding it depends is the kind of de facto response to um, to half the questions because it, it, that always is the case. It's, I mean, you know, it's become a bit of um, a rotting joke within the SEO industry. But any skilled industry that requires you know you to make complex decisions, the answer is always it depends. But again, that's just the communication skill part coming in. Um, but that the agency environment, the where it works, and why you know, I've stayed 10 years plus in an agency environment without going totally nuts is that exact thing, like being able to bounce ideas off each other and you kind of get to live vicariously through the other campaigns as well in some respects. So, um, and that's the difference like, with agencies versus in-house. Like I, within, I think I had a three-year period where I launched 100 websites. Well, you kind of learn from an SEO perspective mm. what works well in that con. If you do it that repeatedly, there aren't many other people that have that, kind of experience unless you're in that environment so you don't you you don't want to do it wrong but out of those 100 times you'll see it go wrong and you'll learn where not to do it differently and the rest of the team can kind of share within that so that that is a huge kind of benefit and um it's learning how what to do with that and the fundamentalists don't repeat the mistakes making mistakes fine just don't keep doing it right yeah isn't <laughs> it you make it. the first this, a mistake once it's you didn't know you make it twice it's careless and if you make it three times then you're being stupid <laughs> uh yeah i guess so i mean I've, i, I can't remember why i heard that and it's obviously 
deeply impolite, and I do apologize for saying Westerners. But I mean, that, that idea. I mean, from from my perspective as an independent, I mean, I, I still I can't actually think like an agency person, but. I've done what you've done, and I kind of do it all in this very fragmented way. What I'm understanding from agencies is they will tend to give you a package of work that will all be more or less the same, like a big bunch of audits or a big bunch of keyword research jobs. And that helps you actually move down the line and learn quickly. Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, every agency is different. Like, we've got everyone's got their different slants, but there are certain pieces that are very easy and clean to kind of, you know, chop and move in um and i think that's the difference i mean if you're by yourself or if you're in-house you're you're learning what you're doing is what you're working on there and then Mm. um even if you go out to do a train i mean i I deliver a lot of training workshops and teach other people and the the one thing i say to everyone is if you're not going away and actually putting that in practice somehow on your own things it's not going to stick it's just going to leave you like the the course material could be great the, the, they could take away the sides they could have it all there but unless you're actually putting it into practice you're not kind of growing or learning in that and that's and even you know if you're an agency but you only have a limited portfolio of clients so three or four clients but they're all massive your experience mm-hmm. your specialism is going to be what do they need solving um whereas you know i've been sort of um, agencies that are all mostly sme to enterprise but you get a lot more kind of flow for and you get to see a lot more stuff and again that whole kind of experience come from where we see a lot and you see you know someone says oh we're doing a migration it's a drupal website and they're going to wordpress well mm-hmm. i've done five or six of those i know where the pinch points are going to be just by the nature of what's happening or they're going from woocommerce to magento it's like oh okay right well at least we know <laughs> So that's kind of you, they're they're the sort of bits that um, if you're like specking up a project, so senior SEO sales comes in, right? This is what I'm going to do. What does it cost? Again, the more of them you've seen, the more you can kind of spec up. The quicker it is, the more accurate you hopefully are, or you know right, what caveats yeah. to apply. And and I'm kind of I, I, sorry. The reason I went uh, was was you look so deflated when you said I work out with Magento to WooCommerce or vice versa. There are some of these migrations that are just nailed to be disasters. Um, that and um, the imprint of some migrations past that may or may not have gone as they should have do linger on. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a few, uh, mostly when they involve Magento, they're, no, they're never as smooth as maybe they ought to be. Um, oh, you don't like Magento? Oh, uh, <laughs> it's as good as the developer that works on it. There you go. That's that's my version of it. Depends for that particular right. ghetto. I think that <laughs> okay, they no, can work well. I, I mean, no, sorry, it can work well. But I mean, isn't that true of anything? It depends on the developer who's worked on it. If somebody takes a WordPress and starts installing all sorts of kind of weird themes and yeah. plugins, and then starts hacking into the code to change everything. The whole thing is going to be a disaster, just waiting to happen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And but part of that again, part of that senior senior experience is if you see it happening, you say, Mr. or Mrs. Client, this is an accident waiting to happen. We've seen it before. Shall mm. we just put the brakes on and, and work it out? Um and that's and that's a key point. And the this is the element where you can't train experience, I think, that comes in. I mean, we you know, we've try to write guides where you put all of this stuff in and you could, I could write down everything that I've just said and give it to someone, but it's not that, that necessarily the same. So there's that degree of, you know, time is, is great for that. 
Right, yeah, and kind of if you write it all down and you say, okay, here's here's the situation, blah, 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 and then somebody says, all right, I'll apply that then, and then you say, but actually there's something slightly different here that actually means that even right at the start it's not going to work and we have to change the whole thing totally. Yeah. Um, and that judgment call is something for which you need a lot of experience. So becoming senior just means an awful lot of experience and time. It does, but there's a big but to add in there, um, is that you can – is how you kind of recognize and learn patterns or how you are, which are important for you and which aren't, which are, and which aren't sorry. So I think it's when it comes back down to, and a lot of it depends how you're wired as a person, I guess you could arguably say, well, the list that I've created is, is um, around a lot of the softer skills around a lot of the things that personally I feel have helped me kind of grow. Whereas there are other SEOs who are incredibly technical, far more technical than me in the sense they could be developed, you know, have actually developer skill sets and can do far more advanced things they will value those things very, very differently. Um, so I, I guess there, there is, there is that it's not just those, but I, I see, and when I kind of going into this and I've managed dev projects before, you know, almost by accident, but when I'm going into processes where we know that there's a big, like a new site build, you know, I'm already familiar with that development, that project management process. If you're an SEO, you need that skill set or you need that knowledge and awareness. And it's just, if you're aware of that going in, right, this is your first site migration. Be let's you know, don't just laugh at the um, project manager's Gantt chart. It may look silly, but it's actually really, really important. Learn where all these intersections are, and, and that'll be important next time. If you can kind of frame that and contextualize people's experiences, they then add more stuff on there. And I think that's that's kind of as much of it. I think don't don't be afraid that you maybe don't know exactly how that tag or that behavior should be without looking at a reference material, because actually you can just go and Google that once the call's over if if it's that important. But actually going into the process, right, what does the developer want out of this? What does the graphic design agency want out of this, for example? And it's just, I think for me, that's where you've got to kind of look and see the themes and the currents and the, there's more to this process than just the technical SEO. Um, and I know a lot of people have been in denial of that. There's no more. It's, it's just it. <laughs> right. No, no, I, I kind of, I mean, technical SEO is, has been an obsession in the industry for years and years and years because that's where it all comes from. I mean, from my perspective, mm. I'm, I, I, I mean, it's not that I don't think technical SEO is important, but I think it's a much, much, much less important than it used to be. And that if we learn SEO like I did certainly years and years and years ago, and it was all based on that, you're saying, well, I need to now understand that it is essential, but it isn't dominant mm. anymore like it used to be. Would that be a fair comment? Um, I think there's a, there's a degree of um, understanding its role and where it fits and what's needed in in that moment. So I think... There are certain kinds. So I'll be given a uh, sales team will come in. So notice how hard I'm trying not to say it depends now, but I'll have someone from the sales team kind of come in and say, right, this is a prospect. This is really good. And I'll look at it and I'll, I'll say, spend 15 minutes just poking around, might run it for a crawler or to see what I can get from a tech SEO perspective. And there are, there are times where instantly like tech SEO just isn't, it's going to help, but it's not going to make the difference that it needs to be just based on the site where there'll be others that they'll come in and go, here it is. It's an absolutely terrible website. There's loads of potential to rank, but it's not. And all we need to do is actually just sort of get these technical fundamentals right and Google will kind of fly. I still love seeing those ones come through because I know that there's a set of things that we can do that are broadly speaking repeatable. If you manage expectations right, if you get your items in the, you know, the dev queue deployed, they will fly. And I think there's still, it has its time and its place. But yeah, I mean, really really solid content strategy that actually helps people 
is far, far, far more important. And then, of course, the other one is it helps if the actual business is any good. I think that's that's the thing that's most often overlooked. It's, well, it's I mean, um, ten plus years ago, if you had someone come in and they were crap, you know, effectively reselling something or they weren't offering anything different. Well, if, if their link budget or the link builder they went to was slightly better, then they would win just by virtue of the system. Just that was how it worked. But if the company's not very good and people are cycling them off online or no one's actually going in to see them in store or any of these other measures. They just it doesn't work and it's really really hard quantifying that it's also even harder saying you know that's why you're not succeeding mr client because because your business rubbish. isn't very good yeah no but and, know, and now i'm going to be struggling broken business <laughs> yeah and that's it oh that's an interesting point because a couple of things there number one is you were struggling mm. not to say it depends i'm struggling not to say oh a holistic approach it's those terrible <laughs> kind of things that we all say all i've got the time this bingo card up. jason i've got a bingo card <laughs> but, and, and what what is a pity is it ends up not meaning anything but in fact it does mean something and mm. one thing that strikes me more and more i mean as i've moved from seo to becoming i think more of a marketer a digital marketer a marketer is that i now feel that i'm fixing people's businesses for them um because mm -hmm. interesting my perspective maybe this is where a senior seo oh i'm a senior seo brilliant a senior seo comes in is to look at the holistic view oh i did say it sorry but you've got it. I mean, uh, this this is it, and this is another one of those ones. Is the fundamental? It's like something's broken on a website. So, uh, so one I had. So actually, one of my reasons why I winced when we talk about Magento earlier is you know I had an old Magento site. It hadn't been upgraded for four or five years for various mm -hmm. reasons. It got to that point where it was full of it was Swiss cheese. It was full of holes. It got hacked. All sorts of other stuff are going on, and. It becomes that point now where we'd have to completely migrate it to a different server. We'd have to rebuild it. We couldn't just get away with a reskin. It, it, it was just a mess. And this is where I really learned, well, actually, you've got to learn what caused that website to be in that state first before you then start trying to fix it. Because actually fixing the problem is not just migrating that website and fixing the underlying issues. There's plenty, not just SEO, but all over. It's like... Well, actually, what element, what facet of the business, who didn't sign off that update five years ago, who then didn't sign it off four years ago, who didn't free it? And it, you've then got to unpick those. And I think that ability and knowledge of, well, there's there's other tensions, there's other things in that business that are probably dictating more. Um, and it's, um, it's knowing and understanding that. I think, actually, tech SEO is remarkably easy um, in the sense mm. of the audit. The audit, doc, yeah, controversial, but it, I mean, it is. It's that sense, like the audit, the audit doc. Um, and well, unless it's like React and someone's really messed something up, then and then it gets a bit yeah. fiddly. But um, the, the, you say, well, they fix all these things and you'll be fine. And yeah. and broadly speaking, this is where internal SEOs get frustrated. Like, yeah, I know, but I can't get them fixed because you know we have two developers and we have eight websites and you know the cart fixes or the payment gateway fixes are more important than the fact that my heading structure is wrong or those kind of bits. And actually it's, it then becomes more a mission to say, well, okay, there's a game of, you know, it's almost like a miniature game of Thrones kind of scenario where you're kind of moving all the pieces to then how can I get one element in? How can I right. pull something else over there? And um, they take, there's a degree of, um, I guess, emotional intelligence attached to that as well. You've got to empathize. You've got to understand what makes people tick. And that's what I say. It's this, people tuning in like this isn't an seo conversation what's he talking about but that's yeah. the difference between it working and it not broadly well it's those soft skills and big yeah and, and and bringing people together i mean what i 
I mean, I don't do much uh, consulting now, but what I ended up doing was bringing everybody into a room, uh, the content writers, the tech team, the, the yep. product owners, the, the boss, the person who'd actually signed off on the contract, my contract, and say, like, let's sit down and talk about it and see how we can all support and help each other. And everyone's always yeah. a bit of a hippie. Um, but but it works, <laughs> and it is all about saying, you know, it, not. And, and this is an important point from my perspective, is saying not everything depends on the tech team. The tech team are not responsible for the entire thing. If it all falls past, mm -hmm. it, it's not because of them. And if it all works, it's yeah. not thanks to them. It's thanks to all of us because we work together and so on and so forth. Um, and I think kind of, I'm beginning to think I might have made a good senior SEO if I'd uh, joined an agency. But I don't think I had these skills before. I had them because I kept going through all these terrible scenarios. And if I, anybody got it wrong three times in a row, it was me. <laughs> I mean, um, so I on that on getting things wrong. So I'm, I mean, a massive nerd, which won't be massively surprising. It kind of comes with the territory. But I experiment and tinker a lot. Um, I always say I'm like a frustrated web developer, and I can't actually develop websites, but I I know enough to play and break things. To now be dangerous. I created the. Well, this is it. But I created the environment that I could work on that wasn't dangerous and just had the interest. And and all of, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of people that like to do the same. And actually, you know, it's it's, it's all I need to say it's fine if you delete your database. It's not. But it's OK if you delete a database on your own website, you've taken a backup. No harm, mm -hmm. no foul. You learn something valuable then. As long as you know that you don't do that in a live environment, you know, I mean, I still wouldn't. I, I wouldn't actually say to become a senior SEO, you need to be getting into databases. Actually, don't. That's probably better left with someone else unless you're kind of in more of an analyst sort of capacity. But, um, you know, create that environment for safety. The the other part is, and I think you're sort of saying, you know, touched upon it then, we said, well, maybe I could have been a, a, a kind of good senior in that position. It's, well, it's that ability to look left and right. And part of the problem is a, agencies don't always do that as a default very much depends on the type of agency and we've seen there's this sort of um um there are those that are more erring on the smaller side more of a consultative basis um more we're looking to challenge a business on the business rather than just on the kpi that they're going to be judged and those are the agencies where those juniors are learning to look left and right learning to actually think commercially about what they're doing rather than just just for the perfection of what it actually is. Whereas if you're in a larger agency where you are just, you're the SEO team, the only thing you ever see is an audit checklist or uh, an action tracker or what have you, then, and, and you have a very, very different experience in those senses. And actually your your progression path will will change massively. Um, but I did paid search for a while. You know, actually, actually, no, I started doing paid search before I got into SEO, which I don't publicize very often because it makes me unpopular. Um, but I spend a lot of time in Tag Manager. I've done a lot of CRM, you know, right. because but, and actually building building that kind of smorgasbord of digital marketing knowledge really helps. I'm not saying I'm a good email marketer. Uh, there are many, many people better than me, but at least I get it a bit better. And right. it's just stay out of your lane, look left and right. Like Jason, you can't keep your nose out of things in that sense. I mean, no, in the I nicest can't. possible sense. Very, very true. <laughs> My nose goes into everything. But embrace it. Can, it. it can 
get a whiff on. Anyway, but and, and that is the point. I mean, I think kind of to rise in the ranks, as it were, you need to have done or had experience in most of the important things, because otherwise you don't know where to look. You don't know what you're, you're dealing with. Would that mean that as an SEO, coming into a big agency is potentially a disadvantage because I will tend to get pigeonholed into one specific task and get stuck there? And if I go into a smaller agency, maybe I get more opportunity to do these different tasks, learn the multiple tasks, and, and move mm. on. Yeah, I, if you let it happen, absolutely. So if, and I think that kind of depends on the character of, of you as the individual. So um, larger agencies, it's probably easier to go in and get on some rails and just follow the path because it will be well documented. There will be a process. They want repeatability, scalability, predictability, etc. And if you chose to just follow that path, you might then start ratcheting your way up in that space and, and there is that progression, but it's it, it may be a bit slower. I think if in a large agency, you still do have the opportunity to say, well, what about that team or what about that team? And there, I think it's more for those who want to look and go in each different directions. I've, I've been really fortunate in, in my progression where I've worked with people who have almost insisted that you go on a diagonal rather than a vertical trajectory. So it's kind right. of like, um, well, actually, I want you to now go and sit, fill the shoes of the sales team for six months, for example, or I want you to run project management or, and it's just, it's that kind of, if you're in an environment that can facilitate that and be patient with you as you grow in a different position, you'll be far more valuable and they'll actually get a lot more out of you. Um, right. But if, if you're the kind, if, if you're going to wait for it to be given to you without asking, then you might be waiting a while. So it's just, and that's where, that's what environment are you in? Is it an environment that pushes you to grow or is it one that's actually, if you're happy to stay where you are, they'll leave you where they are. Um, uh, and that's a thing that you only find in hindsight, in my experience. <laughs> you well, get great identifying it after the event. How, how do you feel you managed to get from kind of, presumably you turned up at an agency, you had a lowly position as a tech SEO doing site audits, um, crawls and so on and so forth with Screaming yeah. Frog and company. Uh, how how did you see your career progress? I mean, you've been doing this for what, 15 years? 10 issues. Not, 10 well, was... not, I've, I've only been paid to do it for about uh, yeah, just over 10 years, but I've, I've been messing around on the internet for a while, how I kind right. of frame it. Now I just get paid oh, for it. Oh, I thought you were nice, going to say no, they it's... didn't pay you for the first five years. <laughs> yeah, I wanted it that bad. No, um, so yeah, I... I um, I had an in-house role briefly learning SEO um, the bad way, I guess. I had a good experience, but, um, you know, uh, blog comment spam, building like churn and burn WordPress sites, you know, that kind of stuff, um, which is some good technical skills in that, incidentally, just bad SEO tactics in the long term. But um, yeah. then agency picked me up. They, they took a risk because I wasn't a developer and they previously said, well, we just employ developers who want to become SEOs because they know HTML, they know CSS, PHP, et cetera. Right. And I convinced them I knew enough about it that they kind of give me a punt. Um, so you, you are uh, saying that you need to start off with the technical stuff. I mean, an agency is unlikely to take you on if you don't know about tech law. Is that, I, that I think changed? that's, I think, I think that's a lot less, less the case now. I think most, most agencies will say an understanding of HTML and understanding of CSS. Um, I think if you can get experience in those great, you know, just you know, build a WordPress site and don't use the WYSIWYG, use the code editor. If you can show that you can do that, that's probably enough to go into an entry level SEO position if you have no other experience. Um, although that's it, you know, I've seen some that say, no, no, you need to, to be an SEO, you need five years of 
X, Y, and Z experience. And it's just obviously an entry level position that won't happen. But they took a punt at me with, with not having that technical knowledge. But I just, I just kind of learned and grafted with with that. And the the difference is that actually my skill set. I was less technical, but I was better with the clients potentially. I think that's probably fair to say. So what happened is I might not have been the most advanced sort of technical SEO at the time, but I got given the bigger accounts because I was slightly better in the meeting scenarios and the presentation part. And then I moved adjacent to kind of create a new team and then left an agency and basically built that or helped build that from six people and then 40 or 50 by the time I left them. So it's Ooh, wow. maybe slightly under that, but, but it is, and it's, it's just, uh, I, I read lots. I think that was the key thing, like, you know, keeping on top of the news, reading a lot was going on in the space, learning, understanding that, you know, you can't learn experience, but everything else that's out there, you can absolutely hoover up. And it's just having that interest in it. I think there is um, the people that really care about their craft and they want to know how it goes. Like I've made this change. What did it do? Did it work? If it didn't work, oh crap, what do I do next time? And I think right. it's just, it's just kind of caring and, and being hungry. Um, and I think that's, you know, you can do this for 10 years and you still won't have seen everything. And there's still so much to learn because it's all kind of evolving still anyway. And and if you're comfortable with that and not scared by that, then that's perfect. You just kind of keep, yeah. you just lean into it. Well, I mean, talking of which kind of like to, to, to end up the future, I mean, we were talking earlier on, yeah. you know, tech SEO is less important than it used to be. Creating the great content is incredibly important. So content SEO, but now it's saying you need to have a good business. You need to communicate effectively and efficiently with your audience who are a subset of Google's users and convince Google to recommend your products and services to its, the, the subset of its users who are your audience when they're searching on mm -hmm. Google. And that's basically just good business and good marketing. Is that where SEO is going? Yeah. Or at I, least I senior think, well, SEO, the, sorry. The most, yeah, the most effective will be because you, you need to do a combination of the, the above. I think you, one of the hardest parts around technical SEO is prioritizing fixes right. and actually working out. And so someone says, okay, I give this to my developer. It takes them a week to implement this. Am I going to see the return on that? So it's not just the cost of that developer for a week, but it's the opportunity lost from, from maybe other quite worthy items. Right. And I don't know the answer to that question necessarily any better than anyone else because it is quite notoriously difficult to put a financial cost to it. But it's how do you tell that story? How do you equate it and give them an idea of return in a way that they buy into? And that, that's hugely valuable. But being able to make that appraisal go, okay, well, what does that do above that point? So actually, how does that impact the bottom line of that business? It doesn't matter that it's not perfect technically. Um, mm. it, is it going to impact? Um, and actually, you know, you, um, SEO <clears throat> fixes that improve user experience, which most of them do to a degree. But those that can most benefit the users, you have an extra string to your bow. Um, or if it increases um, you know, user satisfaction, speed, conversion or helps pay search or other channels that's the kind of that's the knowledge that really helps on that point so i find that's that's kind of incredibly valuable and you need to have you need to know what else is going on and what else is at play so it's it's just i think that's the the, the senior bit being able to look left and right um right so being a senior seo is about actually having a holistic approach and i will say it never saying it depends looking left and right, and having the soft skills and the ability to actually get people on board, be it in your own team or the clients or both, uh, and get them on board working with you to one single goal that everybody agrees on. 
Is that a fair conclusion? I think it's pretty neat. Yeah, I though. think it wraps it up. So I was listening. <laughs> Never any doubt. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chris. That was absolutely awesome. Quickly, before we go, uh, in uh, about 25 minutes, we're going to be talking with Bill Sklowski, Dawn Anderson, and Andrea Volpini. There you go. A deep dive into Kalem and Mum. Uh, looks like a spy film to me when I see that, but it's the Wordlift special edition for geeky people who are interested in all this kind of algorithmic machine learning-y kind of things, and it's going to be absolutely awesome. I'm looking forward to it greatly. And that was an absolutely delightful chat we had, uh, Chris, about a topic I know nothing about. I now actually know more, and my conclusion is perhaps proof that you explain it incredibly well. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, a quick yeah. goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Chris Green. It rhymes with keen. <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> um.